and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women. I am Sarah Gorski. I'm Sam Eggers. And I'm Chloe Skye. And we are here today with another Broadly Speaking episode for you. And this was my idea because if you'll recall, listeners, a little while back we did a little episode about Mulan. It was when the movie was supposed to come out. When the movie was supposed <laughs> to come out. And when, was it April or May? It was like March. May. It was March. Oh, it was wow. March. God, yeah. times of vortex. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because uh, that was so, Mulan was going to be the movie that was the one that was supposed to open the week we shut down. Yeah, I remember that because I remember like ex- crying extra because of that. Yep, I remember. I mean, I cried about a lot of things back then. Uh, but we wanted to now that Mulan officially dropped yesterday, or not yesterday, the fourth September fourth. Um, we've all watched it and we wanted to give you our hot take. We have <laughs> so she, many hot takes. We have so many opinions. We have, we have so, so, hot. <laughs> so many hot takes for you. Um, especially in light of the fact that we did that, that Mulan episode. Cause we all kind of know like what the, the generic oral and written history of Mulan is. Yeah. And now we have this new Disney live action version of it. So, um, how, how do we even start this off? Well, I, before we start like reviewing it, I wanna I wanna briefly mention the boycott and the and the controversy yes. yeah. that's going on with it. I I did a bunch of reading last night because I wanted to make sure I had a at least a an American white person level of understanding of what's going on, but like hopefully better than that. <laughs> but it was after uh, Yifei Liu Liu, the the lead actress tweeted out her support of the Hong Kong police. And it seems like what's going on in Hong Kong is pretty similar to what's going on here, but like for different reasons with all the protests and everything, because I guess it started last year with a, uh, a bill or a law that they were, that was on the table that hadn't passed or anything where China would be able to extradite people from countries that didn't have extradition agreements with China. Mm-hmm. So people thought that that was crossing the line and that the, they were in, worried about how Chinese people, especially Hong Kong uh, citizens, would be treated by China. So they started protesting. And yeah. pretty quickly into the protests, the police started beating up protesters. And then it got to the level where it is here, where they started showing up in unmarked vans and like they just like get onto the subway and mace people and people say that they target protesters but have also been uh pepper spraying and tear gassing citizens who are not even involved with the protests and so the the protests kind of evolved from what was originally a protest of this one law into a protest against police brutality and then in extension British supremacy in China, period. Right. So with all of this going on, people are really, really anti-police. They're really anti this policy. In the midst of all of it, the actress who plays Mulan tweeted out, I support the police. You can all beat me up now. Yeah. Mm. It's like this whole controversy. And it's been a controversy. This is like a year old. Um, this con- mm-hmm. Like she said that like a year ago. So before the film even came out. So they were pushing for the boycott back in March, and then it, the movie didn't come out. So it's it just has resurfaced now. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't, I wouldn't claim to be like an expert in the, the political happenings of it. I know like all of my friends who have been supportive of the Hong Kong protesters are all like really outraged about it. Mm-hmm. But I think I also have this like thought in my mind of like, I don't actually know all the powers at play. And if like, does she have family members in China? Like would the Chinese government like threat? Like, is there some, you know, what else is involved at the, uh, in terms of like, it's such an interesting, I, I, I was reading some other, another, a new review of the, the movie since it just came out. And the guy who was writing it was a Chinese American guy. And he was just saying, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe there was, you know, maybe there's other drama, like they threatened her family or something like that. But also like no other star has commented about Hong Kong and the police. Mm -hmm. So why did she feel the need to comment about Hong Kong and the police? And that's like a fair point of like, why would you even just bring it up? Like if you did support them and you knew it was controversial, just shut up. But she felt the need to like say something. So it's very... I don't, I don't know that I feel like I even have a right to have a position on it, but I just feel right. like it's like to me, I'm like, why doesn't, why didn't she just shut up? You know, I, I was, it's interesting to hear what you read in the article, like, why would she say anything? Because when I, when I heard about this, you know, there was this controversy about what she said. My first thought was, I wonder if that's the price of being a movie star in the PRC. You know, is that something yeah. that is sort of you toe the party line and it is expected of you? But I didn't, re- but I, I didn't know. think. Because she's a much bigger, she's a much bigger actor in China than she is here. Even mm-hmm. like she started modeling and acting when she was eight over oh, there, geez. and then she moved to America when she was ten, and then when she was like thirteen or fifteen, she moved back to China and like launched her career, and then came yeah. back to America. So you've later, done more but... homework than I. I didn't even know that. So that makes me think even more. There's probably a lot of complicated things involved with it. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm never gonna condone the excessive force of police and all of the like controlling Chinese forces and you know it's just mm-hmm. that's, it's all insane stuff it's just kind of too bad it, it lended credence to my theory that in general if a giant corporation is going to choose a person to lead their film they're going to pick someone who leans slightly more conservative and toe the, the company line party mm-hmm. line yeah. and protect sort of big business interests sure. and Disney being Disney it makes sense to me that they would vet people's political beliefs before hiring them. So it might have nothing to yeah. do with China or anything, but mm-hmm. well, like or when maybe I look they at the, did and maybe she didn't say anything or maybe, you know, right. Right. Well, and so much money comes from China for the funding of, you know, all, mm-hmm. all films these days. So I, I'm sure they, they would be absolute fools to not take that into consideration when they're making the film and, and casting. And, and well, they also, that. like she said this after the film was already wrapped, right? So they were in mm-hmm. post and they were, so who knows, you know, if it was a new fact, it's not like they're going to go and reshoot the whole film now. And yeah. Like, right. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's enough to say that uh, if you, if you choose to, boycott the film or watch the film just uh, go into it as informed as you can be yeah mm-hmm. i think uh, so too i also think it's still important to support asian stories in in hollywood and and female-centric sure. stories and so i think for me even though i definitely disagree with her support of the police for me that wasn't enough for me to boycott it but you know we all choose the reasons we boycott things and, for and sure. hopefully we cannot judge each other for what we do and don't boycott hopefully yeah, I've seen a fair number of uh, Chinese Americans, not necessarily just straight Chinese people, but Chinese Americans saying like, 
I mean, it's it's terrible, but if we all boycott this movie, we may not see another all Asian cast in a movie for decades. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to see it as a failure of us and not of anything else and it might not even have anything. It might have no effect on the protests. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's the tendency of, of, I think, the studios is just to read the numbers, and that's how they've always justified the decisions that they make. So Right, sure. that's how they've justified not having female-led films for since the beginning of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and at le- I mean, at least they did cast all Asian. At least they didn't try to pull some bullshit with that, but, mm-hmm. man... Well, that's a, that's enough about that, I think. Uh, <laughs> unless anybody else has anything they really want to say. I'm just out of my depth on it. I'm sure there's much more to be said, but I'm not a qualified, yeah. knowledgeable person, you know. Yeah, we're we're three we're three white ladies. We know what we know. We're in America. <laughs> <laughs> just do it our best. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what I do know. There was some disnification in this film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a fair way to put it. Um why don't you go first, Sarah? Why don't you tell okay, us your you, opinion? You, you start we'll just, off. We'll listen. Oh, no. I'm going to ruin it. Well, first of all, I should say, this is going to be full of spoilers. So if you haven't watched the movie and you want to be surprised when you watch it, you shouldn't keep listening. Or you can listen and just go in knowing more. You know, I am so... I have like a... I actually do have some things that I thought were good that I liked about it. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of things. Mostly, I think, like, my hot take on it is that I just wish they could have been even much better. <laughs> like, I think they could have done a worse job, but they also could have done such a better job. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I left feeling... I left the movie feeling like... There were pieces of the story that I thought were decent, but then I also thought that, like, the Asian culture got really watered down and Chinese culture, like, it was very watered down. It was this, like, broadly stroked... Well, I didn't mean to even make a broad reference, but yes. <laughs> it was, like, this this very broad, like, super watercolor version of Chinese culture and, like, the whole storyline with, like, the key and the magic, like, it, it felt really watered down, where, wherein, like, part of the reason I was so excited about Mulan was to, like, really get to see some of the Chinese culture shine in a way that it hasn't really in, in a lot of Disney films and in a lot of films in general. So I was really bummed that that opportunity seemed, like, totally wasted. I also was, like, really bummed that the key was the reason Mulan was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I was like, so, yeah. like, if you haven't watched the Horrible movie choice. still listening... Like, basically, the reason that Mulan is such a great warrior is because she has this the key, which is, like, this Chinese magic. It's this, just this Star flow. Wars. It's the Force. It's, like, the Force. They just gave Star her the Wars. Force. And, and she has and, it from childhood. Yeah. And she doesn't key, have to do anything and, special. She just has it. Yeah. And to be clear, key is actually something that's in Chinese culture and in, in a lot of the Asian cultures. That is a concept that is a real concept for a lot of people but the way that they wielded it and the way they use it in the story just felt so i was like damn it can't she just be an awesome chick who learned how to fight and be awesome like all these broads we talk about every week on this episode or on this episode on this podcast and so i think i was like mostly bummed about that because i like as as quote cool as like those wire stunts were and the flipping around it just felt like why does a woman have to be magical to be awesome? Thank and, you. And for me, like, as a, you know, a strong, a lover of all strong women's stories, that really kind of bummed me out. Uh, yeah, I think so. That was the, that was my, probably my number one complaint was that I think one of the things that was so great about the cartoon was that this was a 
girl who is willing to go risk her life to save her father at that in in the movie she has no like physical prowess it's not like she's any training and that makes her all the more mm -hmm. brave and it makes her decision to leave yes. her family all the more inspiring because she's going into the complete unknown with no skill whereas in yes. this version they decided she's like a magical she's like a magical superhero she's, she's basically a god <laughs> yeah. she can do anything and it was but like, she's but she's and, supposed to hide it yes. because she's a woman. And guess who tells her and, to hide it? The, her mom. Why is her mom tell her to hide it? That drove because me because that's what moms do. Nuts. I thought, why is the and father that, narrating this? That also drove made me crazy. And if there was some <laughs> version, like because we know the history of Mulan and and like the writings and stuff, we know that like none of the versions that I had found in my research indicated something like that. Like it all was that she was an amazing warrior. Mm -hmm. It wasn't mm -hmm. like she was magic, and that's why she was amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... And, like, as a, as someone who has watched a fair amount of Chinese cinema and, like, martial arts movies, the people who have this sort of key gift and the ability have trained with it. Mm. Have you, have, they're, like, mm -hmm. masters of their trade and their art because they know that a gift is not just freely given to you like you have yeah. to you have to nurture your your gift and your talent and there's just scene scene upon scene upon scene of like training before any yeah. fight ever well, happens that's the thing. like mm -hmm. they could have like in the story they could have built in more to that of like you discover your key and then you develop it and it becomes right. like they could have done more to make it like less I don't know. Well, they just like all of a sudden she she releases it and she's suddenly this amazing warrior. And it just felt like such a half story. So like such mm -hmm. a half plot line paired with this half plot line with the Phoenix. Right. Um, which, by the way, so this review that I read this morning by this Chinese American guy, he was talking about how actually they used the Phoenix completely incorrectly. And that's how he knew all the writers were white. Because in Western culture, the phoenix is a symbol of rebirth, but in China, the, the, the phoenix is representative of like a totally different set of qualities. Mm. And the, the fact that they used it in the movie as a symbol of rebirth is like, hey, oh, this movie was made by white people and <laughs> didn't actually mm -hmm. do that. Which, so, of course, I didn't know that when I was watching it. I think I just felt like, similarly, it just kind of detracted from the awesomeness of the character. It felt like it wasn't even necessary and that it was, you know. But then I went to read that and to read it like such that it was such like a non-symbol, non-reality symbol in Chinese culture. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, Disney. That's that's embarrassing. Like, you didn't even do your research a little. Well, it, feel, it felt to me like they were trying to make this movie that was maybe slightly inspired by China and Chinese culture, but it didn't feel like it even took place in China. It was like... No, no. it didn't. It felt like it was on a soundstage. Yeah, like, and it was... I mean, and I guess disclaimer, yeah. I should say that the one positive I felt from the movie was that I thought visually it was quite beautiful. There were, mm -hmm. like, there were, cinematography was great. There's some really beautiful, like, soaring footage. I loved that. But I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, like, why did they change? They, like, made up names for, yeah. for the bad guys. And it just seemed like, I was like, oh, is this not supposed to be China? Because you seem to have erased anything 
that would that is we can say is factually like oh yes that is that is history of China or this is where you would place it in history. No, which is so I actually weird think that me. the Ruren. So I do think actually the Ruren tribe was a real tribe. I think that was in my notes from the last podcast. Oh, there that? were. Yeah, because it was pre-Mongolia. It was like there were different tribes with different names. They didn't necessarily sound like what today Chinese names sound like. Um, because the culture, like as Chinese culture grew and they absorbed more and more tribes, there became kind of more of a unified language. But back then there wasn't. So not necessarily the Aurora name, I think, necessarily is a non-Chinese choice. But I do think, like, it did feel, like, really watered down and really... For some reason, they, like, cut it together in a way that made me think it was going to be so much more authentic. And then it just wasn't. It just was, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, in- inauthentic is really the the big word for me. It's just yeah. every scene just felt so forced and and lazy. Mm-hmm. And and even the, the, the final edit of the film, it just feels like everything that happened just, like kind of slowly drifts by and happens like there's no weight to any moment story-wise there's no like emotion behind any of the characters everything's just like kind of happening and like because it's supposed to yeah and none of the combat like none of the war stuff is written to make any sense like Mm -hmm. why mulan breaks off at the beginning of that battle and ends up in that like awesome looking frozen swamp like, like, why she was even there? Like, what yeah, was the point made in, no from sense. a combat perspective of why would you go there? Like, they just didn't even, like, write the fights. <laughs> like, no. come on. You just made me think of, so that scene, you know, when she's sort of on that, like, sulfur ice or whatever. That's Yeah, this, which looked so cool. It did. It, it looked, sure did. Visually, it was so cool, and it's <laughs> cracking. And so we're waiting for her to fall in. And, like, I was talking about, and Ped and I were watching it, and Ped's like, Nothing. Ha- the ice was cracking, and then I nothing happened. Like it was like it's right. like that Jacoby thing. It's like, like they put the gun, the gun above the fireplace, and they never showed, yeah, and shot it. Right? Like, what? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. And they. I feel like what you were talking about, Chloe, with like feeling like there was no emotional weight to anything. I, I sort of have like two main points I want to say about that. And and the first is that I actually think some of the fault lies in. I'm not sure if this is the direction or the choice of the actress who played Mulan, but I felt like they didn't know how to allow Mulan to be charming. I think that she was so, mm. it's, it's like in their mind that like a female lead who, who has, you know, like warrior skills, she must be like stoic and have no like charm and joy. And I just thought that's not at all how we want to see Mulan. Like mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that, and not at all how she was portrayed in, in the cartoon. Like I think that she can still be powerful. We allow we allow male protagonists to be charming and powerful, but we yeah. but yet as a woman she had to be so serious and so it was like there was no joy and also no. I felt like there were were not many emotional colors happening. So that was my first. And complaint. she also just was never allowed to like. I don't feel like she was really given an arc. Yeah, like she wasn't like like her her big arc was her realizing that by pretending to be a man, she was limiting her power. But then that's resolved, like, halfway through the movie, and we still have half a movie left. Right. And then she's, like, really the same character at the end that she was at the beginning. And, like, we don't really see her go on a journey in in a way, you know? It's yeah. like Which is kind of fascinating. The gender politics felt very American. 
Mm-hmm. It all yeah. felt very American. Mm-hmm. It was very, uh, well, in that moment you're talking about, Sarah, that was the other thing that I wanted to mention that I felt really frustrated with with the story. So in the cartoon, I feel like they make a big deal of her choosing to go and choosing to like cut off her hair and take the sword. And it's a very, it's a big choice for her. And, and I, I think that that's like a really, it's such an empowering sequence. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, she's going to save her dad and she's just going and it's so cool. And they completely ignored that sequence. And instead they made the big moment that, oh, this is when she decides she's going to sort of reclaim being Mulan and, and being a woman. And I found that so frustrating for two reasons. One, because the way that she had like pride in her womanhood was her taking her hair down in battle, which makes no fucking sense because she's not gonna be able to no. see anything. <laughs> and and taking off her armor, which is like you're gonna be and killed. Taking off her armor before she goes. <laughs> and also, all of a sudden, beforehand, she has like her face is dirty, and then all of a sudden, she's like clean and has makeup on. So it's a complete like false, like pro feminine moment, right? Like it's like oh, the way mm-hmm. like now she's like hot and fighting. And so that's like the big, and I'm like, that's not, that's not in claiming mm-hmm. your, your power and womanhood in Bella. It just, it made me so mad that then they're like, this is the moment. And I think that was wrong. I think the moment still should have been her making the choice to leave. Well, and in all the, you know, in all the OG Mulan stories that we talked about in our previous episode about it, Mulan, like she was an inspiration to the troops who were having a really fucking hard five to 15 year war. And she was this like symbol of hope and she created inspiration. And like, I definitely felt like there was no, none of that. There was none Mm -hmm. of like, like her, like her friends supported her, but they weren't like, I'm suddenly inspired by her and let's win this. And like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And her, and even like her, her figuring out how to make them create an avalanche that killed themselves. Like, it's this, like, totally unrecognized moment that nobody knows happened. Yeah. And, like, it, it just is so... It, and then, and then, oh, man. <laughs> this this made, this one made me mad, even madder. Was, like, the real way to do honor is by going back home to my family. Mm. And it was, like, I it was such a weird... It was this weird, like, even though some of that aligns with some of the OG stories, I think with all of the rest of it around it, it just felt like such a fucking lame thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because she is, like, in the OG story, she still is awarded all these things, and she's still really widely recognized as this incredible general who fooled everybody for, like, even in some of those stories, 50 years, she pretended to be a man, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, I was bummed about it, but I do want to, like, credit, halfway through the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is happening with this sorceress? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and there's that scene in the on the uh, on the sulfur ice, whatever we're gonna call it. It was so what the fuck. It, and uh, you know, if she really was the enemy, just kill her then. Like, why did you leave her alive? And why did you have this big talk and then run back away? And, like, yeah. This other shit? <laughs> right. But then, fast forward to like the end part when they're in this like building that's being built on scaffolding <laughs> scene. <laughs> And she, like, takes one for Mulan, and there's this, like, sudden parallel with, like, being true to yourself and not being true to yourself and fighting for what you... And, like, for me, the storyline did come through a little bit. I appreciated the way that that, that the uh, sorceress's storyline wrapped up like that. 
That story arc of her understanding that she was just kind of a slave and a tool and her deciding that she didn't want to be that anymore and that she wanted a worthy woman to, to do what she couldn't do. I did appreciate it, even though it wasn't great. <laughs> mm, yeah, it felt unearned. Thank you. I agree. It was like, it was like oh. a, a thought. I mean, I think that I would have... I love that actress because, first of all, she played Hatsumomo in Memoirs of a Geisha, which um, is a movie that has oh. many flaws, but the actress herself is amazing in that movie. Um, That's Lee Gong, right? I have the page open. Yes. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. She's oh. so stunning. But I just felt like they threw her in at the last minute. And when we were watching it, I was like, oh, she's the phoenix. Like, I thought that she was the phoenix. Oh, that would have been cool. Right? Damn, I just got, I just got chills when you said that. It would have been good. <laughs> and, they, and also, too, I'm watching it. I'm thinking, if she can, like, Im- get in people's bodies and control them, why didn't she just go into the emperor's body and rule all of China? <laughs> Like I like. Why did you ask the writers? Sam? Why did you ask the writers? A good point. It's like it made no sense to me, and I felt like I think that could have been a really, really cool story choice, but they just didn't. They they didn't go there. They she only had like what like four scenes or something. I felt like they just couldn't flesh it out enough. No, I mean they couldn't flush anything out well enough, is right. what it seemed like. Yeah, and like they could have cut half of the things we just talked about. Yeah, because it's two hours long. That yeah. was long. It just feels like all of these Disney remakes, which is like, okay, we're going to take a 90-minute movie and we're going to cut out 20 minutes of plot and we're going to make it an extra hour long. <laughs> You're like, how how are you going to do that? Well, we're just going to make it really slow. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to feel laborious to watch this, I which is how like... I felt about The Lion King and yeah. Dumbo. All of these, they're all just like, we're going to do a slow beautiful take on our classic i always like leave movies like this feeling like as as somebody in the industry wondering what were all of the powers at play in the decision making of this movie like we all know like all three of us are in the industry too like we all know that like big studios will come in and make all these changes and demand things and change things that are you know that often the writers and sometimes even the director don't have control over yep and it made me, like, Disney's the beast of the beast when it comes to studios. And it made me mm-hmm. just wonder, like, how much of this, you know, how, like, what, what, like, part of me is like, I want to read the original adaptation. Mm. Okay, now let me read the final version. Yeah. And then, like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I kind of want to do that and see, like, how it was changed and, and altered by all of the fingers in the pot, you know? Well, I think, I mean, your first big mistake is, okay, we're going to tell an authentic Chinese story and the entire crew is white. Like the director is white. Yep. The mm-hmm. writers are white. The costume designer is white. Everyone involved in all of these creative decisions, no matter how well intentioned they are, no matter how much research they do, they're never gonna get authenticity. Yeah. It's just it's it's like if China decided, you know what? We're gonna make an authentic American tale about George Washington and we're gonna cast all white people and they're going to speak Chinese and only Chinese people are going to write it and only Chinese people are going to work on work on any part of the storytelling and then we're going to send it to you and you're going to you're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like I would watch it out of curiosity, a morbid curiosity for like what do, what do they think George Washington's like? But it you're never going to you're never gonna get it. Wait a minute. The director's a a woman. 
Yeah, a woman from New Zealand. She directed a whale, whale writer. writer yeah. And the writers of the screenplay are from Rise of Planet of the Apes. I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. I should have done this before the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's the classic Disney move of we're going to show you representation, but we're going to make it all seem super white. Yeah. Look at all these producers. There yeah. was a producer from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon on it, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. No, it was not. I thought about that too, Sarah. I wondered, I was like, I wonder if people are doing that thing where it's like, you know, like if the writers walked out of that going like, oh God, I'm just going to smile and take my paycheck and they butchered my work and, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was I mean, so we never know. They don't usually talk about that, especially with a big company like oh, Disney. Sure. They, they probably have no, a bazillion Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. You'd never say it. You would just be like, <laughs> you'd say it to your friends and family and that's it. But maybe Loki at a party one day will hear. B- big kudos to John Boyega for taking Disney to task for their treatment of people of color in Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. He's been he's been posting stories about like, of course you give all the superpowers and the story to the white girl, and you have me and Kelly Marie Tran, who you introduced in the second movie. And both of us in the third movie have zero storyline, zero impact on anything that happens. Mm-hmm. You just shafted us in tight, like. Except that, what, like, this isn't what we signed up for. My only, my only response to those, those though, have been like, but nobody actually really had a well-written storyline in a lot of plot. <laughs> no, I would, I would agree with that. I would say all of the characters had no storyline in. <laughs> I haven't seen Mandalorian yet, so I can't comment on Mandalorian, though, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, I, yeah, Mandalorian's fine. <laughs> I like the theme song of Mandalorian. Yeah, that's probably my favorite thing about it. <laughs> I'm a it. huge fan of the theme song. Yeah, I feel like, with, I don't know why I'm, I was surprised by how much, like, by how bad Mulan was. Like, I should have expected, like, all the live actions have been terrible, I, the Star Wars have been terrible. I don't know why I expected because the trailers looked so good, they and I've been did. talking yeah. about it for months to you, Sam. Yeah, it looked. <laughs> it did. It looked so good, and I think too, like my sister and I loved Mulan growing up, and so I was so excited, mm. and I thought like, oh, they 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 got this right, and man, absolutely not. Mulan was like my my go to movie anytime yeah. I was home alone for any reason. I'd be like, it's time for Mulan. And I feel like, <laughs> this is my wasn't, shit. Like, Mulan was like our generation's brave. Like, is it brave that what girl, the redhead Scot, Scottish girl, right, who's like so strong and fights and stuff like that? But like, that was Mulan for us. She mm-hmm. was the first like Disney, Disney character who was a woman who was like badass, a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, well, guys, I don't know what we expected, but yeah, I really hoped this would be the one that the. They were like, we finally figured out how to do these remakes. You have to change things from the original and. <laughs> reach out to new types of voices but they they didn't do it at all no i still i still don't like i still like the sorceress stuff maybe i just liked her costume maybe i was charmed by that breastplate <laughs> that was and she did that, look pretty that cool bird, they cast that that bird was cast well yeah <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> they, I did like that the actress who did the voice for mulan got an appearance at the end of the movie i like that they gave her a quick cameo I appreciate oh, I didn't know that. I did not even realize that. Yes. Okay. So um, at the very end, when uh, when Mulan is about to be presented to the emperor after she saved everybody, she's the one who's like, you know, she walks up. She's like, Emperor, may I present Mulan? And then she steps to the side. Oh, my 
my god, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so she, well, that's I nice love she that. She got a cameo. It was quick. But, well, that's nice. Yeah. Well, that seems like I guess we covered the bases. Anything else? Anything else? Any other griefs to air? <laughs> No, I just I just found it so boring. Like in general, <laughs> like overall, like. Except here's the thing: I've like been in quarantine so long that I still like was like, okay, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I spent the thirty bucks. All right. I'm glad okay. I didn't spend the thirty bucks. <laughs> oh wait, no, actually, I do have something else I want to complain about. Can I throw in another complaint? Do yes. it. Yes. Okay. Do so it. I thought that there was a huge miss with handling the friendship between the what was it it was four guys or the three guys who i yeah. can we do do any of us know their names no one was named cricket look, that's what, it I, yeah i was looking i'm looking at the imdb page so i can see them yeah see but, but you're cheating like right. no idea what their names were they they did not i don't i think they did a terrible job they, they totally missed out on an opportunity to have comedy it's like no one told them like you can have funny moments in a serious story like that's allowed but they don't yeah. they didn't no, know I, how to do that i i think they I think they really tried for funny moments and just every joke fell super flat. Oh, it was, I just thought it's such a, it's such an opportunity to have her like in the, in the barracks with these guys for the first time. It could have been so much fun for her to, to discover friendship with them and to discover is that friendship yeah. the same or different? Like we could have seen at the beginning with her sister, you know, they did that little bit with the spider. Like how cute yeah. would it have been if like in the beginning it's her with the spider and like her friends at a sleepover or something. And then we see her with the guys in the barracks and there's like a spider that drops down and we see like how they react. Like you just could have had like a really fun, yeah. fun experience. That would have made her. me like that spider scene a little better. Cause I really uh, didn't like that. It spider. was so it comes, stupid. It all comes back to that lack of charm though. And like, yeah. you can't have like a fun, like a funny scene around a character who's just like, who, 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 who is almost who's a never blank slate by. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. She really was like a blank slate and she was you know strong but she wasn't like we, we, she was we, she was Clint quote unquote strong she was a strong female character there we go. which which is the white yeah. man way of being like she she fights good yeah and again you know i'm I, i'd be interested to know like is that something that they wanted is that how they wanted her to portray it or is that how, what the actress brought and they just knew they wanted that actress for her box office draw for, in china like i don't know yeah. Anyway, that all right. I think that was my last complaint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, everyone who is listening, who is still listening, <laughs> if you haven't heard our episode about Mulan, you should listen to that one and hear about yeah. the origin of the Mulan story. It's much shorter and much better than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really cool to hear the origins of it. Whether or not Disney actually used any of the origins of it, we can you know safely say probably not. But you know. Uh, do check us out. We also have a, an entry on Mulan uh, on our website, broadsyoushouldknow.com, and the Broads database. Uh, we have a new broad every week, a badass broad, and sometimes some of these more chatty episodes that we like to, you know, tie together so you guys can hear, like, what assholes we are in real life, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we hope to see you next week for another Broad You Should Know. <laughs>